It's 11 a.m. on Friday, and you know what that means. You're listening to TNT in the Mornings on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Harrison Tarr. And I'm Thomas Lynn Murphy. Lock in and join us in talking all things sports from the Plains and around the SEC every Friday at 11 a.m. right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. It's Deep South's oldest rivalry week here on TNT in the morning. We've got a lot to talk about. we got Auburn soccer and a bounce-back win. Auburn volleyball taking care of business in T-Town. We've got the curse being broken in Baton Rouge by the Auburn football program and so much more. Make sure you stay locked in right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. We'll be right with you. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thomas Lynn Murphy. How are you feeling today, buddy? Feeling good. We got Georgia this week and it's exciting stuff. We got a lot to talk about and we are joined today by my best friend from back home, Cole Johnson. Cole, welcome on the show. Hey, how we doing? How we doing, boys? Doing well, good. man. We're, we're, we're happy to have you. Sorry my headphones come on, uh, came undone. It wouldn't be a week on TNT in the morning if I did not have some form of technical difficulty, but here we are. <laughs> you know what? The audio sounded fine today. Hey, the audio is good. We so clicked record. Yes. We're rocking and rolling. Oh, about record. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, so before we jump into the Deep South's oldest rivalry, before we even get into the battle in Baton Rouge and the curse finally being broken, Thomas Len Murphy, I want to talk a little bit about Auburn soccer, Auburn volleyball, as we mentioned uh, last week. Auburn fell 2-3 um, after our show last week on the 1st of October. And uh, to the University of South Carolina in Columbia, and then bounced back this week at Mississippi State out in Starkville, one nil. They'll be back in action on Sunday to take on Shocker LSU. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like we just keep playing this. Well, it's almost like Auburn is in the SEC season at this point, so it's like they're all playing the same team. So that, right. was, that was a bad example. The Auburn volleyball team, Brent Crouch is making himself self endeared to the Auburn family, Auburn fan base. Back to back wins. I, I misspoke in the intro. I'm sorry, but. Back-to-back wins over Alabama on Saturday and Sunday in, here in Auburn. That's going to bode well. No, it is. They, uh, they played really well. I was at the first game against Alabama, and they drugged that one out to the, the fifth set, and it was on Saturday, and I was, I was afraid they were going to go over. I was going to miss the kickoff of the LSU game. <laughs> but they were able to pull through, and they won 15-5 to in that final set. So uh, it was an impressive win by them to get their first SEC win, and then they did it again the – Next day in a sweep over Alabama. I'd like to formally give my apology to Coach Crouch because last week I, I did say that Auburn volleyball might not be good. I did say that. And I, I may still be right, but at the same time, we did, we did say last week they're ahead of schedule. Yes, so very good, good. Good on them. And Cole, I promise you're going to join in the conversation here in a moment. We do need to acknowledge Auburn athletics real quick, and then we're going to get into football, I promise. Oh, I'm – I'm good of waiting. Long for the ride. <laughs> long for the ride, right? Yeah. <laughs> Unless you have some burning passion about uh, Georgia volleyball and you just want to throw that in. I know nothing about Georgia well, volleyball. Well, it's better to be honest than to lie about yeah. it. So, <laughs> But uh, as we were saying, Thomas Lynn, really, really big wins for Coach Crouch in his first season. You take care of your rivals. I mean, Cole, you don't have to really watch volleyball to understand. You take care of your rivals in your, in your first season as a, as a head coach for any athletic sport or any sport. Oh, absolutely. It's good to yeah, bode well. Very important. So that's a great look by them. I want to talk for the first time this year, Thomas Lynn Murphy. We get to talk a little bit of Auburn basketball. We do. Exciting. We do. And Cole, you got to check out your first tip off at Tumors last night. Did you enjoy it? It was a lot of fun. We had a great time. It was, it was uh, very electric, if I may say so yeah. myself. It was a great environment. The turnout was Really big. I went two years ago to the first tip-off at Tumors, and this crowd was 
probably twice as much. And, it was really big. And this crowd was rowdier. Yeah, they were. They were. Um, Bruce Pearl got up, really got the crowd motivated. And I was really impressed uh, by jo- Coach Johnny Harris. Right. I felt like she did a very good job of putting faith in the Auburn fan base for her women's basketball program going forward. I think we agree this is not the year for Auburn women's basketball. No. But, I mean, have you seen – Coach Harris's, Coach Jay's ring collection? I have not. It, it takes up more than one hand. <laughs> so I think that... <laughs> that's always a good sign. I think that's a good sign for Auburn women's basketball. Um, as far as the actual contest itself, uh, or the, the exhibition for tip-off and tumors, it was a great atmosphere, great for downtown local businesses. It was a great night out. It, it was really a good opportunity. If you were 21 and up, you could purchase uh, beverages uh, on downtown. It helps out the local bars and all of the Vendors around here had the opportunity to sell different, you know, T-shirts, art, food. It, that's a great concept. I couldn't see this court, right. which was my biggest grievance. I understand that you put it on a platform. That's just my one grievance. Other than that, I love the idea. You think I, it needs to be on a higher platform? I do actually. Yeah, and that sounds weird. And and uh, the problem is, it's probably dangerous. And I and you, I, I understand that they could but, uh, just like extend the court out, make it a little bit right bigger. Yeah, it, that 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 would work too. Um, I. It was just frustrating for me right. because it, and it was nobody's fault. I, I should have gotten there earlier if I really wanted to see, but I was a little frustrated about not being able to see the players and le- even like and then the dunk contest didn't happen. Yeah, I understand the dunk contest. Oh, I get it. I get slippery, it. No, but, I, I, but but that's like the big thing. Of yeah, step off at tumors and it just. Oh no, and and I, I I'm all for keeping people healthy. Yeah. But it stinks because I mean Cole, you're six what six three six six two? three six four six somewhere. three six four. I couldn't see, and you couldn't see, and. We were hoping the dunk contest would happen because that'd been the only time we could see the players, right? Which stinks. But other than that, I mean, Auburn fans are obviously really fired up for Auburn basketball. It, they should be. Yeah, it was pretty electric. Yeah, <laughs> even even as a, uh, a as a resident of Athens, Georgia, Cole had to <laughs> had to enjoy himself last night. I did. Good. Sure. <laughs> Good. The, the biggest thing with tip off at Timmers is how much it'll like bring in recruits because Absolutely. no other team in the country does anything remotely close to tip off. Obama tumors. does, but yeah. Well, not outside. Like it, yeah, yeah it is. There's this. Bama's is outdoors too. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to cut you off, but, but the atmosphere at Auburn significantly better than that. Right. And I'm not, not trying to be that guy. I was just saying they're not the only ones. And a lot of, a lot of schools do their midnight madness. Cole, you brought that to my attention. A couple of days ago, when I told you about tip off at Tumors, when you said you were coming down for the weekend, right? And you said, "Is that like a midnight madness kind of deal?" I think tip off is better. Why don't we do both? Combine both. Midnight tip off at Tumors. Yes, yes. That would be a vibe. That would be <laughs> yes. That, that would be a vibe. That would be electric. Actually, I think you should talk to Pearl. I think we should too. Right now, Coach Pearl, if you're listening to Week Old ninety one point, we would love FM. to have you on the show <laughs> to discuss. Midnight at Tumors. Oh, man. Me, oh, my. Yeah, so Auburn basketball outlook for this year. Apparently, um, Jalen's going to be good. So, so what I've heard. Jabari, excuse me. Not Jalen. Hopefully, Jalen is good, too. Yeah. But, yeah, Jabari Jabari looks amazing. <laughs> he does. And uh, it's – I. well, I mean, Jalen Williams is going to be a, a – I'm, I'm actually going to stick with Jalen. Jalen's going to be a menace this year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I hope so. A menace to society. I, I'm ready to see the point guards, see how they perform. Three transfers. So. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Best player last night. Nothing to do with athletics, my opinion. Then you can please share. Best player. But no, all right, Dylan Cardwell I showing knew, up I, with a crown. I knew that was a cape yep. in the staff was awesome. <clears throat> he, he's one of like those players that everybody would love to have on their team. Just like the motivating type, 
if your team's getting beat or down in a game, like he's one of those that can just come in quickly, give the entire team a, a boost. Kind of like what T.J. Finley did against Georgia State. I mean, just one player comes in, it brings That's everybody. That's a great analogy. It brings everybody up. It gets the fans going. It's just that quick little spark that a team will need, and that's what he's that's what he's there for. Yeah, he was. Plus, he's a good player too. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Cole. All right, hey, he he was so good at being a hype man. I didn't even realize he was on the team. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was. He was. He's fun to watch. You know, he's fun. fun to watch a football game too. He takes off his shirt and gets on the jumper. Yeah, he does. He does that. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. Uh, which is great. I mean, that's that's great to have a school spirit like that. I thought it was really cool seeing Harson and um. And and Co- uh, Coach Pearl getting getting personal like with the fans and, yep. and getting to getting to be friendly with one another because obviously Bruce Pearl and Gus Malzahn are still remain friends, which is this the professional thing to do. Right. But it is really fun to see them building that. They understand, hey, I can help you recruit. You can help me recruit. Yes, which is uh, awesome. Um, if you're an Auburn fan, that should be very exciting, very encouraging. Speaking of T.J. Finley, what a homecoming for T.J. Finley. Well, I mean. He was just on the team. He didn't really play that well. But Auburn goes into Baton Rouge last weekend and did the Auburn thing where it looked like the team was trying their best to not win the game, and then they just did. The streak's over, Thomas Lynn. It's over. None of us have witnessed an Auburn win in Baton Rouge in our entire lives, so it felt really good to see the team win on last Saturday. We mentioned last week, um, Cole, you were born in June of 99, right? Right. Okay, so you are the only person in this room right now that was alive the last time Auburn beat LSU in Baton Rouge before this weekend. I suppose that'd be correct. We mentioned that last week. So, therefore, there was no reason for Thomas Lynn and I to pick Auburn to win that game. We both got we, – we, we had some rough weeks in SEC pick'ems for sure. You picked Auburn, I think. I picked LSU. I picked LSU. I would have picked uh, Yeah, I picked it. Yeah. I picked LSU. You picked LSU? Yeah. I, just, I, I didn't think Auburn could get it done. I don't know. No, I'm wrong, though. I've picked Auburn three times this year, and I've gotten one of my two non-picks right. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that I'm just superior, but I'm not saying I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. It's true. So, <laughs> reflections on the LSU game. Thomas Lynn, what are your takeaways? Uh, Best game of Bo Nix's career. Oh, without a doubt. Without, without a doubt. He, without a doubt. He uh he put the team on his shoulders. He he carried them through, and they got the win. Um, the defense I thought played pretty well. Other than first quarter, they had some tough drives, but they got it together and were able to stop LSU, especially the the run defense. That was very good. And then uh running backs, Jarquez Hunter, man that. True Fred, that this guy's kid insane. is legit, and it, it's tough because it's taking away carries from Tank Bigsby, and you know he's got to be frustrated from it. But it's frustrating, but also at the same time, you would think that this is this is actually beneficial to Tank Tank Bigsby. His resume is there; he will continue to be productive. I'm, I I have no doubt in my mind that that, that Bigsby is going to be continue to be productive. This is just taking some reps off of him to keep him healthy for longer. Right. Look at what ha- Auburn's track record with what happens when you are. Workhorsing one running back. Carry on Johnson immediately comes yep, to mind. I was about to say that. You can't just workhorse one running back. Having two really good running backs is a great, I guess, problem if you're gonna call it a pro- problem to have. I mean, you've been you've been watching Georgia football for years. You know about this, yeah, Yes. As a connoisseur of a, <laughs> like, of a as a connoisseur of a multi bat system, keep them like if you can rotate them in correctly, 
they all keep fresh legs. What we did with Sony and Nick Chubb for four years, they were they were fresh all four years, and they're still Nick, especially Chubb, having great careers in the NFL right. because of it. Right. And Sony having an okay NFL career, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. Yeah. But I think this Man, is a good thing. No, but like in 2017 with Carryon Johnson, I mean, on, if he didn't get overworked and was healthy, Auburn was probably going to win the national championship that year. Uh, I I like the chances. Uh, the, uh, the game the game was a whole lot closer when Carryon Johnson was still in it in that SEC championship. That's, that's I agree to that. That's true. I'm All not right. I'm not going to concede that we wouldn't have won though. I won't concede that. Well, the entire no, I, I, I Auburn team that. like was just was featured through carry on Johnson. That's what the entire game plan was. He got 40, 50 touches a game, <laughs> runs, passes. It was crazy. And then it was just that, it was that shoulder. He got hit in the Alabama game. Right. And then he got hit that one time on that same shoulder. He couldn't ever switch to that shoulder during the Georgia game, but he did that one time. And got rocked. And got rocked and fumbled. And I, I don't I don't want to take away from the 2017 conversation. I love to talk about 2017 because what a roller coaster ride that was. But I do want to bring it back to LSU. Um, for just a moment, just to stay 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 on topic. I'm sorry. I know everyone here is excited. That was an exciting year for everybody. Actually, everybody no, sitting at this table. It was exciting until you you watch your two t- rival teams that you beat play in the national championship. Uh, anyways, Thomas Lynn. The game didn't happen. <laughs> You're right. It didn't. <laughs> we can all agree on oh that. Oh my. Oh my. But you, uh, you to your point, Bo Nix, game of his career. Love the new T-shirt by the way from Auburn Athletics. The Bo Nix experience. This, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The diagram of how far he ro- yes. ro- ran around. Great, great branding. Outstanding. Love, on a side note, while I'm complimenting Auburn Athletics branding, these week game, like pregame photos that are photoshopped and like for each mascot get better and better every week. We'll get back to that. You know what I'm talking about? The ones they tweet out and put on Instagram. They do, they do a really good job with yeah, it. Yeah, they get better and better every week. Side note, uh, I, mean, I digress back to LSU and before we have to go into a two minute commercial break. I want to leave everybody, you know, with this thought. Uh, make sure you tweet at us at TNT in the AM. At, that's at TNT in the AM. Or, and stay locked in right here on Weagle 91.1, listening to TNT in the morning. Tweet at us. Let us know what was your biggest takeaway from the LSU game because I would like to talk about when we come back, Thomas Lynn, if it's okay with you guys, I would like to talk about how important it is that the, def- the Auburn defense continues to play the way they did in the third and fourth quarters at LSU. This weekend. I agree. What do you think? That work? That works. Stay locked in right here on Weekle 91.1 FM. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back to TNT in the morning right here on Weekle 91.1 FM. Coming to you live from our studio here in the Student Center on campus at Auburn University. It is October 8th. It was supposed to be cloudy and nasty out. It was kind of beautiful when I was walking in. Thoughts, guys? It's a really nice day. It looks like it's going to be a really nice day. I think we may go sneak nine holes in after the show. Oh, you know, I wish. But <laughs> but your boy has to drive four hours back home. Yes, um, that. I forgot. Fall weddings are the best. Yes, I will definitely <laughs> advocate for fall weddings. <laughs> oh, that's neither here nor there. I don't want to get Thomas Lynn in trouble. I already got him in trouble once. You know, he told Cole, did you know that this dude on Parents Weekend didn't tell his dad that it was Parents Weekend? I didn't know it was. And his dad found out on the radio show by listening to the radio show. Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> what a great son. Oh, man. <laughs> and guess, get this. Also the only child. So. Oh. <laughs> yep. so, so he can't lose points at least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. hey, that's true. That's I'll, a I'll good point. Off the list. That's a good point. 
Oh man! All right. So we were before we were talking uh, before we went to commercial. Excuse me. English is a language that I speak. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't get my degree in journalism. <laughs> but before we went to the break, we were talking about. I was kind of running into this awkward scenario where I didn't really have enough time to say a complete thought, so I just kind of had to leave people hanging. Auburn defense, first half abysmal, and against LSU in Baton Rouge. Second half, I mean, where was that team? Where's that? Where's that team been? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm confused because it was almost like the first half, this Auburn secondary. Now, Cole, did you get to watch the Auburn LSU game? I watched it in parts. In parts. Did you happen to see the the completed touchdown in double coverage? Tom, Tom, about who? LSU's t- completes touchdown in double coverage. Who's who's covering them? Do you remember Thomas Lynn? Uh, no, I, I, I don't. I don't it's probably, it probably Pritchett or I, it was Pritchett. Uh, that's Pritchett what yeah. I think it was. Um, but yeah, LSU throws in double coverage and scores a touchdown on Auburn secondary. I didn't see that. This has been a problem this year. The Auburn secondary is sus. Very sauce. I I don't know another word to say it. Um, it's it's tough to watch. What are your thoughts here, Thomas Lynn? I thought LSU, I thought Auburn played better without Owen Papo. Wait, Owen did not play this week. Correct. Owen did not play. Owen did not play this week. Correct. I want to make sure I was not just dreaming that. I was like, what? Auburn played better without Owen Papo against LSU than they did against Georgia State. Right. Also, Zakobi McClain was out for that first half against That's true. Georgia State, That's true. and then when he came back into the game in the second half, they, they pitched were, a shutout. They, yeah, they did. Uh, so. One of my key takeaways for that game is how, as a defensive coordinator and Derek Mason and the entire defense, LSU's one big playmaker is Kayshawn Boutte. Yeah. You got to be locked in on him from the beginning to the end. And what did he do on the very first drive? He basically deleted the entire defense. Yep. <laughs> he had He had – 99 yards receiving on the first drive because they had like a 30-yard fumble that brought him backwards, and then he caught another pass for a touchdown. So he had 99 reception yards and a touchdown in the first half. That's not acceptable at all. But after that, he only ended up with 28 more yards, finished with 127. So finally they got him contained, but they they just got to do a better job of staying with their man and in their zone and stopping passes. It's – I don't know. No, I'm 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 with you, man. It was uh, I'm I'm not sold entirely. I'm still not entirely sold on on Derek Mason. All right. I don't I don't know where you stand on that. Well, the thing is, in today's SEC, in past years, it's been a run heavy conference. But today's conference, it's pass heavy. You got Mississippi State Air Raid. You got Matt Corral and Ole Miss. You've got, of course, Alabama and what they're doing there. It's pass heavy. And now Auburn's got a great run defense, but not a great pass defense to where we're vulnerable week in, week out. Yeah, Auburn is, uh, is vulnerable every single, every single time the ball's thrown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a 50-50, um, whether or not you have any faith in these guys. Uh, the secondary is the reason Auburn lost to Penn State. Probably should have been the reason they did. They, the reason they probably should have lost to uh, Georgia State. Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of question marks there. And like, like you said, like I've mentioned him before, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to be critical of Mason because it's his first year and he's done great at defenses before. That Stanford defense when he was there was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't want to count him out yet. But you wonder, you wonder, is there not a middle ground where you can phase in what you want to implement while also playing to your strengths? Because it doesn't look like Auburn's playing to their strengths. Right. You know what I mean? I'd agree. Um, I, I'd say with him, it's like 
they will start off rough, but Derek Mason does make adjustments, and he can make them pretty quick. And we saw that Georgia State finally the second half once we got Zacoby back. Right. They did better. Uh, against LSU, it was like the first quarter, and then after that they toned everything up and then played pretty well on the defensive side of the ball for the rest of the game. The only game that I'm like kind of concerned from is the Penn State game. It's just like <laughs> – I just watched Harrison slap himself. I'm, no, I'm just oh trying to I'm trying to bring the energy this morning, dog. That's all. <laughs> oh my lord! But uh, running a three-four defense, and I'm just like, is he going to do that in any games from here on out? And if so, ugh. that's that's concerning. You cannot. Here's here's a question for you, Cole. If you do not have at least two, absolutely built. Technically flawless, like in technique-wise, yep. flawless mm-hmm. um, pass rushers. You can't run a three-four, right? No, you need an excellent pass rush to run a three-four. I would have to say. Right. Okay. So, yeah. why is Auburn running a three-four ever? Uh, with this defensive line, uh, I there's do no not reason. Know. There's no reason. No. That's just where I'm at. Flipping to the other side of the ball, I'm. This is gonna pain me to say. I thought Mike Bobo did pretty well on Saturday. And I have struggled saying that um, this year. I did the first couple games when the play calling was mixed up and then Auburn was playing cupcakes. But uh, this is the first time where I really said, you know what? Mike Bobo called a good game. I, th- I thought he called a good game. Man. Yeah. First time in, <laughs> in like over like 20-something years that uh, Auburn tied in had over 100 receiving yards. I know. So they were using every, everybody on the field, uh, passing to the running back. On yeah. third and long situations to get first downs. I mean, Auburn needs to throw the ball to Sean Shivers at least five times a game. Yes, he's the receiving running back. That's like he's he knows he his is, role. He's an and he excels at his role, which is is it's it's mind it's mind boggling to me that it took us this long to figure that out. That it took this co- new coaching staff that long to figure that out because Auburn fans have known this for years. Sean Shivers, maybe every now and again can get, you know slip through and get you one or two if you need to get like short yards. That's fine. You probably still hand it to number four instead, hand it to Bigsby. Mm-hmm. But you can. Sean will suffice if you need him to. Dude's quick. Good route runner. Yep. Receiving running back. Make it look run you run the RPO. Yeah. I mean, make people make that defense creep up and respect you. Um, or bust them playing lazy and, and slipping back to defend the pass. There's a lot of different ways that you can go about that. And you know, that um that transitions well. Um we're talking about how to finesse the defense if you're the Auburn Tigers. That's going to be a challenge on Saturday. We're going to get to know the foe after the break, which is going to be here in another another five minutes or so, four, four minutes or so. But it is going to be very important that Auburn gets creative this weekend mm-hmm. if they want to win. Yeah. And my expectation, this is coming full circle. I know this is a very long, long circle that I took it. <laughs> my expectation for Mike Bobo is to continue mixing plays. You know what I mean? All right. In terms of... I'll just tease a little bit about the Georgia game, which stinks because we're going to have to leave uh, our listeners hanging here in a minute, and we'll come back to it afterwards. <laughs> in terms of rating this game 1-10, to 10, the LSU win, we're still talking about LSU. I want, this is going to be a question for both of you. I'm going to let TL go first, and then I'll come to you, Cole. How, impor- how big of a win is it for Brian Harson in his first year uh, in his, Baton Rouge? Uh, the biggest. I, this, if Brian Harson gets this win on Saturday – I want to hear y'all's opinions on oh, this I'm, too. I'm talking about last week. Oh, we're last not, week. We're not at Georgia oh, yet. Oh, well. One to ten. How big was the LSU one? Mm, I'll give him a eight. Eight. I'll give him eight. It was coming into the season, in my opinion, 
he had to win either the Penn State or LSU games. He needed to win yep. at least and one we, of the two. And we said that before the season one, started. One of the two, and he mm-hmm. did get that done. Honestly, looking back on it, Auburn should have won at Penn State. They had every opportunity to it. Pretty much every position group played either average or below average. Yeah. And I, just looking back on it, it's tough. There's so many opportunities that they just missed. So you're rolling. But, you're rolling with an eight on the on the good scale. Yeah, I'll, I'd say about on, a, on how big it seven is. Seven and a half, eight. Seven yeah. and a half to eight. I was gonna sit in the same area for a first year ball coach at at Auburn to finally win that LSU game in Baton Rouge. That's like. I think it's a nine. That's top tier. Yeah, that's top tier stuff. From, I think it's. I, I think it's big on a nine. From an outsider's opinion, I was leading like eight nine. Yeah. The I only think, reason I'll not go into the nine is just because LSU doesn't have a team that it normally has. It has that hasn't mattered in the past though. Yeah, Auburn's lost to lesser LSU teams before. Yeah, so. this is. I think. I think. <sighs> I think. One to ten. I, I really am going to roll with a nine. Your ten is going to be you beat Georgia or Alabama. That's a ten. That's yeah. that's an eleven. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, but I, I I roll with a nine here because I like I I like to think that this bode I don't think I know this is a statement of fact this bode really well with the Auburn fan base and with the boosters breaking right. the curse you're rolling into Georgia at four and one a lot of people thought you'd be three and two at this point yep. let's be let's be real mm-hmm. right this team's a little bit better than we thought they were going to be so I I think that the state of the program right now if you're Brian Harson you're on cloud nine. Not that your job wasn't already safe because you're, it's a first year. You're going to get at least three to play with, and your fourth year is going to be a really make or break. This is, this is showing the boosters that he's got this team in the direction that he wanted it to be. Right. So, um, all in all, really big win to break the curse since dating back to before our birth, Thomas Lynn. <laughs> and uh, Cole was just not even, probably not even walking, definitely not walking yet. So, uh, like three months old? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So, Big win for for Harson and company. Big win for Mike Bobo. Actually, big second half for Derek Mason. Huge game for Bo Nix. There's a lot to ride off of this. If you are an Auburn, you know an Auburn fan and a lot of different Auburn players to roll from this. We're at 28 and a half, Thomas Lynn. But I think we should go ahead and go to the commercial so we can get a little more time to talk about the Deep South's oldest rivalry. That's right. So I'm going to let you take us to commercial. <laughs> I believe in you. I believe in you. That's right. Stay locked in with us. When we come back, Cole has an exciting statistic for the Georgia defense that will blow everyone's mind. So stay locked in with us. You're listening to Weagle 91.1. NTNT in the morning. Welcome back to TNT in the morning. Yes, you, our favorite listener. The one that's listening to us right now. Yeah, you're our favorite listener. Thanks for t- tuning in to Weagle 91.1. <laughs> so do we. They're, uh, they're part of the TNT in the morning family. I mean, they are the most important part of the family. Am I wrong, Thomas Lynn? They are. We got to talking during the break, and we're going to get into the Deep South Soldiers rivalry here in a second. But Thomas Lynn and I had a discussion last week, and Thomas Lynn, by the way, I did not go to a pumpkin patch this week. Hey, that's great. I, that's w. positive. So, yeah, so Cole's over here saying that's a W. I was, Cole, I was, I was telling, talking to Thomas Lynn last week on the, right, on the air, and, and, and some people said that this was a weird conversation for us to have, and I'm going to ask anyways. Abby and I are probably going to go on a date to a pumpkin patch, and I'm probably going to spend an obnoxious amount of money on a pumpkin. And Thomas Lynn said that that's not okay. I said, is it not fine as long as it's not on, like, a Saturday or Sunday so you don't miss football? Uh, it's, a, it's a tough question. It's a, lo- it's a loaded question. Because as a single man, I have no idea if that, how much it takes to keep a woman happy. I have, I'm clueless here. But if that's what she really, really wants, I would say 
okay. Maybe the week of Halloween would be more fun. The week of Halloween. I, I'm, no, we, we didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about the appropriate time frame. As long as it's during the week. During the week, I, though. Not Saturday, Sunday. No, no you, can, you don't miss football. Absolutely. You don't miss football. Right. Right. And I, I'm a firm believer that you should have your pumpkin out the week of Halloween, and then the day after Halloween, that sucker should be in your backyard in your trash pile. I like this. I like that. I'm, I'm with that. Yeah. The day after Halloween, it it's gone. Not be on your it's porch. gone. Don't no no get rid of it. Yes. November one gone. Right. Exactly. You can leave it up for the night during the Halloween, and then yes, of November course. one when you wake up, it's gone. It's Thanksgiving. It's yeah, it's yeah. time for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. But it's not time for Christmas yet. No. Correct. Not time for Christmas. No. Enjoy November. Hey, our li- to all of our listening listeners and TNT in the morning family, tweet at us at TNT in the in the AM. When does Christmas season start? <laughs> when does Christmas season start? Because I think it starts Black Friday. But that's neither here nor there. Am I wrong? I Y'all agree. With me? Black Friday. Black Friday. Black yeah. Friday. You can, yeah. you can put up the Christmas tree Black Friday. That's fine. If you got like an artificial. Right. Day fine. after Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's fine. We're okay. Good. So back into sports. We're back to. We're, we're quickly becoming a seasonal, <laughs> a seasonal <laughs> podcast, which I'm actually down. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna change our intro song to Mariah Carey. <laughs> no, actually, I'm down. But <laughs> uh, but we're doing it before Thanksgiving. Sure. Each each well, nah. <laughs> each week do a different Christmas song. <laughs> We've gone three minutes on this, a minute and a half on this now. I think it's time to bring it back to sports, ladies and gentlemen. We got a pretty decently large game here at Jordan Hare Stadium on Saturday. The Deep South, Deep South, excuse me. Like I said, English is a language I speak. The Deep South's oldest rivalry is here on the plains of Auburn, Alabama. Kickoff's going to be 2.30 Central Time. That's a CBS game, so it'll be about a five-hour game on TV. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no. But before we get into talking down the analytics, everybody knows what time it is. I don't have to tell them, but I'm going to tell them anyways. Thomas, you know what time it is? What time is it? Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for Get to Know the Foe with Thomas Lynn Murphy. So this week we, we were looking up some – fun facts on Georgia and come to my knowledge they didn't have as much as previous teams but we do have a few of get to know the foe facts this week not to mention we have a resident expert on UGA sitting across the table Cole is a resident of Athens Georgia so you can help us on some of these facts for us sure thing sure thing we were reading up this before the show and talking about it but one of I think this was 60s, 70s, 80s sometimes. 1950, you're talking about the, the mascot that was... The Georgia mascot bulldog got shot and killed by a policeman. Because they thought it was a ra- like a rabid dog. Yes. Uh, I had never heard of that before this morning, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. You learn something new every day. That's right. <laughs> That's an electric story, first of all. <laughs> so, we've got that one. What else do we have, uh, Thomas Lynn? Uh, So... Some famous uh, alumni. I mean, we were talking about Matthew Stafford, David and, like, Pollock, and like professional NFL athletes, whatever. But we have some like stars, okay, like Hollywood stars. Oh, okay, let's hear it. We got Lady Antebellum. No way. So I didn't know that they had some like famous music groups. Okay, there. I do. I do love Lady A. I do love Lady A. And then one of the greatest hosts in all of TV history, uh, Randy Seacrest. Oh my oh, gosh! And Maria, if you want to talk about hosts, we can talk about Maria Taylor too. Maria Taylor, Maria Taylor. Yeah, yeah, she's a, she's a game a, days, college game days. Maria Taylor and David Pollock. Yeah, bingo. <laughs> they got half a college. They game have, day they have half much. a college game day. <laughs> UGA, also known as the Silver Britches, 
uh, mascot is currently Ugga Ugga number I think number 10. 10. 10. Ugga 10. 10. Ugga 10. That's actually just something I knew off the top of my head. I, I don't know. I grew up 45 I, I grew up in Cole's hometown. <laughs> we grew up 45 <laughs> minutes from Athens. So I got to got pretty familiar with the scene at UGA and I've also become familiar with how good this football team is this year. We are the dogs are very very good this year. The stats are one thing, but the eye test. They passed the, the eye test. They passed the eye test. This team is fast, tough, physical, and big. Really big. Freaks, <laughs> freaks of nature. Yes. Up and down the field. You want to throw that stat out about the defense? Yeah, we will. We teased the stat a little earlier, and I that Georgia is currently by zero point one. Uh, allowing more yards per play than points per game. That is absolutely bonkers. Let's, to put that in perspective, Iowa, I believe, is second in points per game. Right. Around, they're like somewhere around 11. Right. Well, that basically means you can be sure they're not giving up 11 yards per play at that at that points rate. Right. So, the absurd, you can say all you want, but the offenses that Georgia played, but not only are they taking care of this – Lower level offenses like they should, they're completely shutting them Dominating. Down. Domin- absolute yeah, domination. So. What's the exact number on how many points per game they give up? 3.2. Oh 3.3 yards per play. Goodness. <laughs> that for, is for the, scary. I was about to say, for those listening here in Auburn, Alabama, hold on to your seats <laughs> because um, Auburn's offense has already been struggling this year. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna and be, the Georgia defense is uh, stingy to be very generous. <laughs> It's going to be the best SEC defense against debatably one of the lower-level offenses. I think Auburn's – you see – we're Average. Yeah, level. I was about to say, I think Auburn fans are really frustrated. I think Auburn's a very average offense. Is that is that fair? That's fair. I think it's – I mean, it's. I'm not it's saying – It's, it's improved good. from past couple years. Well, I mean – Like the O-line. And the O-line's – okay, we're not getting – Bo Nix right has now. improved <laughs> in the past This is actually – this is the year. <laughs> He's focused. He's having fun. You see, this is coming from someone living in Athens. This is incredible. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, Cole, I want to ask you a question regarding the Georgia Bulldogs. Yes, sir. Auburn broke the curse this past week at LSU. Do you believe this is the year that Georgia breaks the curse since 1980? I'm not typically one to oh, go around question. going, Great question. this is the year, this is the year. But are y'all focused in having – is Georgia focused in having fun? Jordan Davis is focused in having fun. <laughs> He's also 6'6", 340, and runs a, like a 4'6", 40. <laughs> but, but, like I said, I'm not, I'm not typically the one that goes, oh, this is the year. This is the year we do it. But if there ever was a year in a defense, and once we get – we still have a lot of our, our weapons on offense, riding the bench, George Pickens, namely Eric Gilbert, still on the bench, nursing injuries – some of them personal issues and all that. If we can get back to full strength on offense too, and our offense has not been bad this year by any means. We've scored. We've one of the what was considered Arkansas considered one of the best, better defenses in the country in, in the country in the in the league that we play in. We scored thirty offensive points against them. Just absurd. I, and that was with Stetson Bennett, our backup quarterback, who will the mailman. Who will be playing this week at Auburn? But he's beaten Auburn before, so we if we can keep playing him, keep winning ball games, keep JT healthy. I have a feeling that we can't win a championship with Stetson. Can you get there? We can 
I don't know if we could be Alabama with him. Right. But I think Georgia needs JT to win a championship. I'd agree. I, th- I think that's absolutely correct. I have hope I, for you, Cole. I, and we talk about this every week on TNT. You ready for it? Average quarterbacks can win, win you national yeah. championships. Yep. Average. You can win a championship with an, with an average, average quarterback. You can. Examples. Every Alabama team except for Tua Tagovailoa and Jalen Hurts. Greg McElroy, AJ McCarron. Oh yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't consider Matt Jones average though. I think he's okay. Sorry, I left out Matt. I think he's fairly good. Jake Coker. Jake Coker. They, yes, they want it. Well, that's below average. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. That's below average. But uh, I mean, there's, there's been they didn't quarterbacks win, they, like throughout history. I can't name off the top of my head, head that are because like, they're because they're forgettable. Right. And now that you mentioned that that those AJ McCarron. Greg Markowitz, those are the years where Alabama's defense was so dominant. Exactly. You can win championships with an average quarterback. (laughs) Now, their defense is less dominant these days, but now they have the explosive offense. Now, if we can combine the two, I think, yeah, this would be, if there was a year for Georgia to break the curse, you could say, I think this probably will be it. Well, I, uh, I I think that if there's a year for the dogs, I actually I'd agree. I, I think agree. that there's a year for the dogs. But let's bring it back to Deep South Soldiers rivalry. Thank you, Cole. I really appreciate the the in depth and and that was that was a great analysis on UGA. Evidently, do more research on Georgia than Thomas Lynn and I do. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that here's here's a wild proposition, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get my pick yet because we're gonna do that at the end of the end of the end of the show. So sure, we always sure, do. Sure. We always pick the Auburn game very last. Auburn should not win this game. I don't know that they won't, if that makes sense. Jordan Hare, I expect, and we talk way too much. People get way too bogged down in the atmosphere, the atmosphere, the blah, 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 whatever, you know. But Jordan Hare is going to be rocking. Oh, Saturday. absolutely. It's going to be so loud, you're not going to be able to hear yourself think. Nope. They're riding in on a high. Like we, This team is not experienced this year. They're riding in on a high after LSU. I mean, granted, we're only week what, week six now. Yeah, week six. Right. Mm-hmm. But they're riding in on a high. Supposedly, Papo should be, should be playing on Saturday. Auburn should be back to uh, you know, and, and knock on wood for Auburn fans. Full 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 health. We really don't we don't we want either team to be unhealthy. We want everybody to ha- be okay and get those get over injuries. I don't know about the outcome of this ball game, but it does feel like and you guys tell me if I'm wrong. It feels like it could be a whole lot closer than it should be because the spread right now is 15. I think it's going to be a lot closer than that just because that's how Auburn and Georgia have played just about every year. It's kind of like Auburn. I think and it's Alabama. just so much of it's the rivalry. It's it's, it's the rivalry and. Uh, I don't think you can put that Arkansas game against Georgia into perspective and compare it to Auburn. Right. I think Auburn right. play a lot better and a lot closer because that game was over before it even started last week. So that, that's my thoughts. Cole? Ar- yeah, Arkansas wasn't prepared. I think Auburn would be better prepared than Georgia is and with it playing at home, Jordan sure. Hare. Having been in Jordan Hare one time for like a, for like a two-lane game, a lot less energy than – Auburn and uh, Georgia. It was still loud in that. It was still very loud. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, that's the thing. I'll be honest. I kind of lost my train of thought. Oh, that's okay. No, you're good. That's the one. That's the one concern I have is the crowd noise. The environment. And you didn't lose your train of thought. You just you're just trying to figure out what you want to go with environment or crowd noise. You're good. And with. For those who don't know, this is Cole's first time on live radio. I really wouldn't be able to tell the difference. So right, you, I appreciate that. You're doing. We're, we're we're enjoying having him on. Was Stetson kind of 
Yeah, he beat, like I said, he beat Auburn last year, but that was in Athens. That was in a partial crowd environment. This is going to be very loud. It'll probably be the loudest game he's played in his career. And of course, I do see the Dogs winning. We'll get to your score projection later. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it could be could present some challenges. I think that – I'll say this. Like I said, spread's 15 right now. I would bet Auburn to cover. I agree. I would bet Auburn to cover, actually. I think so. We're I think ta- it'll be close. It'll be close. Yeah. We're talking the Dogs and the Tigers. You're locked into Weagle 91.1 FM. Make sure you don't go anywhere. Tweet at us with your projections of the Deep South's oldest rivalry at TNT and the AM. That's at TNT and the AM. We'll be back in two minutes, and we're going to take a trip around the SEC. Thomas Lynn Murphy is going to bring us back from commercials, so everyone buckle up. We'll see how that goes. Be right back in two minutes. We are back here on TNT in the morning at Weagle 91.1 FM. And it is one of our favorite segments of the show, and sadly it is the last segment. It, it is. is time for the score predictions around the SEC and a little review of last week's games in the SEC. But we have a close one, really close in our records, Harrison. We do. And before I, before I mention this, Thomas Lynn. How was that? That was awesome. <laughs> I th- did what did you think, Cole? Did he not just do, that was his first time bringing us back from commercial. Really? Yes. That was well done. Dude, dude right thanks, on, thanks. dude. If I right. was listening to the radio, I would have gone, yeah, that was a good way to bring me back. <laughs> I finally remember the name of the show. Yes. Would you believe yes. it? Dude, yes. <laughs> well done, Thomas Lynn. Really proud of you, man. We got, I've got to keep Thomas Lynn like, slowly moving over to this chair because eventually I have to do this lame thing where I graduate. So. Man, that stinks. <laughs> Just fail your classes this year and you won't be able to. Uh, I don't know if that's an option. <laughs> Just slow it down a little bit. Just take one class this we're semester. Su- we're suddenly getting a crazy f- uh, call in phone call from, uh, looks like my mom. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and talk. We've got a close matchup between me and Thomas Lynn Murphy, excuse me, Thomas Lynn Murphy and I, uh, regarding where our standings are on the season. Apparently, we are the same person when it comes to picking because we are 45 and 9 in SEC pickums, which is. I mean that's pretty good. I'm that not, is pretty good. I'm not mad about it. We had a rough week last week. You went five and three. I went four and four. I'm undefeated so. on the season. Yes, you that, are statistically it. undefeated. That, that's my that's under my own record. Don't look that up. <laughs> we gotta do like college game day and have like the guest list of uh, pickums and see who comes out at, on the top of the leaderboard at the end of the season. We need head yes. here too. Yes, I'll make sure to write down Cole's projections. Um, three things that we lo- uh, that we learned last week. One. Alabama and Georgia are really, really, really good. Number two, Florida might have been a fraud. Number three, Texas A&M, absolutely a fraud. Yes, and I said last week going into it that we, Arkansas was eighth overall in the country, and we still didn't know a lot about them because of Texas A&M. There was a lot of hype, and y'all know this, going into the season with Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher, and they were like top eight ranked team in the country and they the, slipped they, 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 they jumped played, all the way to five at one point right yeah. not wrong yeah they were they, they five were, or four or something yeah like that. they were not in the, they weren't in four but they were definitely that, five. They're five i'm pretty five, sure they're yeah. five but i mean it was like every week they were having to come back they were winning like one score games and they just weren't looking good at all and then they played arkansas arkansas got that big win in at&t stadium in dallas and it really boosted them up and then arkansas goes and Plays Georgia, and, well, we found out a lot about the Razorbacks in that game. I don't think Arkansas is that bad. I think that Georgia is just that good. Also, I'd like to mention, I don't think that Mississippi State's a bad football team. No, I agree. Neither. I think that they're a much better team than we thought they were going to be. I, 
here's what I take I've had the last couple of weeks. I think both team, both programs are on the come up for the next few seasons, but I think they got too much hype too early. You talking about Ar- both Arkansas and Ole Miss? Ole Miss. I was saying I think Mississippi State's also better than we think they were. I agree. I agree to that too. I, I but yes, I I agree. I think too much hype. But also, there's a there's a huge gap. There's Bama, Georgia, and a huge gap, not just within the SEC, but the rest of the country. Rest of the country, yes. So there's that. Yes. But I mean, I don't see a reason why um, why we should have any doubts that Ole Miss, Mississippi State, or a- uh, not A and M. Excuse me, A and M's definitely headed in the wrong direction. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, or Arkansas, I think they're all headed in the right direction. I got a question for both of y'all, um, and it could be a hot take. What at what point? Does Jimbo Fisher get put on the hot seat? His, his, his seat's hot now. They just give him. Didn't they preseason give him a huge extension? They did. I think so. Yeah. And they and and and, and this feels like the classic Gus Malzahn hot seat scenario. It does. Where they're going. A uh, and M's going to continue to ride out what two or three more years mm-hmm. after the extension, and then buy and out. then buy them out and fire them yep. and get rid of them. And it's not that I think that Jimbo Fisher. No, I don't. I'm, I'm going to say it. I don't think Jimbo Fisher is a very good coach. I, I just, just. I think do you old. think he's just a good recruiter? I don't yeah. even. I, th- I think he's a great recruiter, and I, I don't. I don't necessarily know that he runs knows how to run a football program. I, whenever things go south, he leaves. Mm-hmm. He right. ran. He single handedly ran FSU into the ground. Oh, he did. And they are still recovering. And they they still haven't recovered. No. No. So I don't. I'm not. You know, it's this is no hatred toward Texas A&M. I'm just seriously unimpressed. By, by Jimbo Fisher. And I have been for years. Because when, when they hired him, I was like, okay, this is probably a very, very good hire for AM. Yeah, yeah. And then eight and four. Well, I'm sorry, eight and five because they lose the bowl game too every time. Eight and four, <laughs> eight and four, eight and four, eight and four, eight and four. And things don't move up. Yeah, I know. Um, all right, switching games real quick before we get into this week's SEC predictions. I want to talk about a team that kind of shocked me for certain last week. And that's the Tennessee Volunteers. Yeah, what on God's green earth is happening with them? Did they are they a better team than we thought? Is Mizzou is, worse than we thought? Is that game just a bluff? Like, I I don't know. That game they had what forty seven points at halftime or something like that. Yeah, forty five. I, I don't know what to make of Tennessee. I was gonna bring up the same thing that he brought up when he said it. I lost a talking point, but hey, <laughs> we are. But. We don't. I can't make heads or tails of them. I don't. I don't know. What the, I don't. But is this not the perfect Tennessee thing to do? This just feels very Tennessee. It does. To be pseudo good? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah, literally. And then roll out these god-awful black uniforms that they're wearing this weekend. Oh, it's so bad. They would be good, but if you're wearing an all-black uniform, why a white helmet? Yeah, that's you bad. Gotta, you got to change your helmet. For real. I like the charcoal uniform. Those were really those, nice. Why they stop wearing those? The, smoky, the Smokies. Yes. Yes, they, they were, were good. They nice. were good. Yeah. So, I'm with you. I don't know what to make heads or tails of Tennessee. I also, that makes me wonder. About Missouri. About Missouri. One last thing before we head to this one, and we'll be quick. Yeah. Florida's a bunch of frauds, right? Florida is a fraud. Apparently so. Florida's not that good. You can't win when you have, like, 15-plus penalties, and that and accumulates to over 100-something yards. Maybe Kentucky is good. Kentucky could be. I think Kentucky, I think Kentucky and might Arkansas well, are going to be They're set right now to be second East. Oh, yeah, they are. I mean, that's a great season for Kentucky. Oh, that's yeah. a fantastic season. Oh, yes. Kentucky, I think Kentucky's good. I think Florida's – I, I wa- actually watched the Florida-Kentucky game with a Florida fan this past weekend, and his hatred for em- Emory Jones was astounding. Emory's, Emory played okay, though. Uh, 
I had Nick Horn to the Florida fan that wanted Anthony That's Richardson. Fair. One of my best friends is a Florida fan too, and he actually lives in Gainesville, and he's starting to pump the gas on potentially getting rid of Dan Mullen. Really? I think Dan Mullen is hugely fraudulent. So we'll, interesting. We'll see about that. Like and Florida fans' relationship there. That's a that's a good take. I mean, that's a good hot take. We'll we're going to slide to this week's projections. You ready, Cole? You ready for your first for week it. of projections? We're, we're going to talk a little bit. I'm going to start with the really, really bad games, and we're going to work our way to the really good, good games that work for you guys. Yeah, yeah. So up first, we've got North Texas at Missouri, and um, I don't feel good taking Mizzou, but I'm going to take Mizzou. I, I just looked up uh, North Texas, and they're currently seventh in the CSA West. They have not won a game yet. It still feels like a game Mizzou can lose. It does, and that's why I looked up their record. But I've got Mizzou just being more talented. I'm going to take uh, the Tigers on this yeah. one. Uh, they'll, I think, come back um, from last week's throttling against uh, the Volunteers. Let's go over to, speaking of the Volunteers, let's transition. That'll work well. South Carolina at Tennessee. I, <laughs> I guess give me the balls. I would go balls Just because they're home. Home with the uniforms, there's going to be a lot of energy. <laughs> sure. The uniforms not, might not be good, but it'll still provide a lot of energy yeah. to the team. I don't think South Carolina is good. So, yeah, they're fraud. So, I, they're I didn't good. realize this till just now that uh, the quarterback at Tennessee that they had opening weekend is not the same quarterback they're using right now. Tennessee in a quarterback carousel? Wow. Let me act surprised. So, <laughs> but shot. they might have found one in this 6'4 senior, Hendon Hooker. His name, oh, Hendon Hooker. Transfer from Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech? Yep. Transfer, okay. yeah. yeah. Well, ball, he's a good ball player. So far, he's he's thrown for almost 1,000 yards, but 10 touchdowns to one interception. So, That's I mean, he, he's looking pretty solid for the Volunteers, so I'm going to take him this week against South Carolina at home. Tennessee all around? Yep. Indeed. Right on. Uh, Vanderbilt at Florida. Give me the Gators by about a million. Uh, I'll still go with Florida, even though they're not that good. But Van- the advantage is a different level of bad. Yeah, be- I, yeah, I agree with that. I don't. I think actually plays serious Vandy, prediction. It's going to be Florida by fifty. Yeah, actually, it doesn't Seriously, matter yeah. who Vandy plays, what whoever they play. It doesn't matter who Florida has at quarterback. Yeah, Florida by fifty. They're not good. Um, let's go to LSU at Kentucky. That actually, yeah, yeah, LSU at Kentucky. That is at uh, Croker Field in Lexington, six thirty kickoff, S- uh, SEC Network. I'm going to take Bob Stoops' Wildcats on this. I think this right here is a win for that program that will boost that program uh-huh. to levels they haven't seen in a I don't time. know. And last weekend might be that win of the year. but It could be. But, but yes, but no, getting, I'm with you. But getting a win over Florida and LSU in the That's same That's a great season, season regardless of Starting off 6-0, yeah. and oh, mm-hmm. you can't ask for more, much more. Who do we like, Cole? I think Kentucky – LSU coming off a loss at home. They're going to be mad. Kentucky might be looking forward a week ahead to Georgia. And I think LSU might rebound and get a win in Lexington. You're taking, by, you're taking the Bayou Bengals. I'm going to take them by a score. I like I like Kentucky. I just really like Kentucky in this game. I think I that do. environment's going to be insane. Too. I, I respect. I understand your logic, but I just I read. They're rolling. They're I, hot. It's a tough. It's a tough one. I I kind of just the feeling that LSU will want the. Rebound game. You know who else is going to want a rebound game? This is going to transition nicely. A&M gets to play host to Bama, and they're going to be looking for a rebound game. They're going to be hungry. Jimbo Fisher is going to want that bounce-back win. Give me the Tide by 35. (laughs) 
You know, I like what you did there. You teased me a little bit, but not really <laughs> at all. Yeah, I'm taking Bama by well, a lot. You got teased. Knowing Harrison, he makes the joke quite often. He makes the same joke <laughs> all the time. I knew where it was going. I've got Alabama by 30-plus. <laughs> yep, Bama by 30-plus. Arkansas, Ole Miss, legitimately probably the most second most fun game this weekend behind maybe Auburn, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Could be the most fun game this weekend. Uh, I got to do it. Thomas Lynn. Somebody's got to rob with the Hogs. I still got to ride with the Hogs. I can't. I picked him to be Georgia. I didn't really think it was going to happen. But I, I got to stay and support the Hogs. I'm going to roll with them. All right. Um, speaking of rebound games, this is the rebound game for both, both teams. teams. Both teams here <laughs> playing the two top teams in the nation. In Alabama it almost feels like they're playing in the loser's bracket of a tournament. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it really does. Yeah. But uh, you, we're going to find out a lot about both of these teams in this matchup, especially Arkansas and Arkansas's defense against that potent uh, Ole Miss offense. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with uh, Matt Corral and that Lane Kiffin offense and Ole Miss. Who you got, Cole? Woo, Pig Suey. Yes, sir. I love to hear it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to bring up our picks for the Auburn versus Georgia Deep South oldest rivalry installment, 2021. Thomas Lynn, I'll let you lead it off. Um, I think Auburn plays pretty well this week, but it's not gonna be enough, and I'm gonna have Georgia winning by about 13. I've got the dogs, dominant defense. Auburn scores one touchdown, two field goals. Dogs, 31-13. I got the dogs, 17-13. to 13. Wow. And a close low-scoring game. Man. It's going to be a fun one. Make sure you're buckled up. And you know what else they should, all of our listeners should make sure to do? What tune, is that? Tune in next Friday at 11 a.m. Central Time right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Thanks so much for joining us, Cole. Hope you goodbye. had fun. I had a great time. Good, good. Thomas Lynn, say goodbye to the people, and then we're going to send it out and let you guys enjoy some more classic rock. I mean, heck yeah, right here on Weagle 91.1. We'll see you guys next week. I'm Harrison Tarr. On behalf of myself and my co-host, Harrison Tarr, thanks for listening to TNT in the Mornings on Weagle 91.1 FM. Make sure to catch us next week and follow us on Twitter at TNT underscore W-E-G-L-A-U. That's at TNT underscore W-E-G-L-A-U. And check out more content from the station at W-E-G-L underscore A-U.